Hello? Hello. Hello. Sorry, gents. I apologize for that. My office is an unmitigated disaster. But that's not actually why I'm late. It's because it's the temperature of the sun. Hello? Hey. Toasty here as well. Okay. Yes, it is hot. Uh, yeah. When it hit 106 is when I decided to put the AC units in. And, uh, that meant I had to be out on the roof and I didn't get to finish that before, like, right now. We don't sound crackly to you. You sound perfect. Yeah, everything's good. Then everything's good. The, re- the recording came through fine, so I don't know what the deal is, but uh, maybe it's just Discord being Discord again. <laughs> even Wonderful. even Discord's too hot to work, right? Oh my god, it's god. <laughs> Hundred million degrees. I Andrew, s- I think we're just going to talk about video games the entire time today. I don't <laughs> think there's time for anything else. <laughs> Okay, I'm willing to move on from AC units. Uh, we could do one ep- episode 159 of We Were Gamers. I I have to plug us at the top, and then it's time for E3. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, hey everyone, I'm Andrew. Andy, there's JJ. Hello, Michael's here. Welcome back, friends. Uh, we did a stream. Oh, yes. Very important. As a team of EFX, Chris, often on this podcast, helped us get our stream up and running. And, well, it went mostly okay, except for the fact that unless you watched it live, there's no no video of it. <laughs> hmm. uh, it's not entirely true. Uh, he was recording. So we'll put that up on our YouTube. It'll be up by the time you hear this. If you're interested in seeing some WoW classic the heady days of 2004 or 5 when certain objects had collision and others didn't yeah that was fun you know i know we can't get too deep into it today but i actually for seven levels had a good time (laughs) hey i think that is going to be a lot of people's opinion they're going to play like the first 30 levels and be like man this is good and then they get to the part where they're like, oh, man, I'm level 30 to 40. I'm in Stranglethorn. I don't have a mount. I'm getting murdered in PvP. This is just bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like in original WoW. <laughs> Shocker. It's everything you remember it being. Exactly. Yeah. Including the parts you forgot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, as we alluded to, by the time you hear this, E3 will be, it's news-wise, mostly over. We'll cover a little bit of it because it's Monday night and some stuff came out over the weekend. Um, maybe the saddest news to end or to begin the E3 week for me was something we've predicted here for a while. The 3DS is dead. R.I.P. I like pepperonis. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they leaked it before their direct. Look, yeah. in case you were expecting 3DS games here, don't. Yeah. Yeah. But we got a Wii game? Wait, what? Did you guys hear this? Um what? Let's Let's Dance or Just Dance? I'm not sure. One of the two one of the dance games announced that it was being ported for a whole bunch of systems including the Wii. Maybe that's cuz it's an arcade game that requires no power or something. I I have no idea. Just Dance. It was Just Dance uh 2020. Not even the or they've you? No, the we. Okay. Or maybe like they've been making them since then anyway, and the changes are slight enough that it doesn't matter, and they could just update the moves and call it good. <laughs> doesn't need any advanced processing. Right. All right, well. I know nothing about Just Dance, so that could be completely ignorant. Who knows? You know, I think we know as much as we need to know. It's being ported to the Wii. <laughs> Uh, hey, a lot of people own Wii's, I think. Or do they, do they still own them, though? Yeah, that's a good question. I yeah, actually don't know anymore. I think the market value on Wii U's has gone up, but I think the market value on Wii's has gone down. 
I could believe that just given the amount of time, the relative amounts of time that they were made for. Well, yeah. if you're buying a classic system, you shouldn't buy a Wii. Right, you should buy the Wii U because you can play both sets of games on it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the collectors that are going to go around finding old games and playing them on Wiis are going to be all buying up all the Wii U's, I think. So that's too much time on the Wii and Wii U for E3 week. Uh, let's hit <laughs> it. Maybe we let off the weekend with the biggest and best meme of all time? Are, yeah, are we talking about the man himself? The man. Mr. John Wick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take a look at this. No, you're gorgeous. <laughs> John Wick's going to so be in good. Cyberpunk, man. I know. We I, were already excited. I watched that press conference after the fact and lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I wonder if had they always planned to bring him in, or did they get the idea kind of in this renaissance that Keanu Reeves is having? John Wick, so good. I I don't know. I would guess that they um, very early on wrote him into that game because it takes a long time to face capture people and. And he obviously has had a busy few years in movies and other stuff. So I imagine that he was planned well before all of this stuff, his like late renaissance happened here. But who knows? I mean, and it was cool. It was certainly something that no one, I think, in that room expected. You just see the, tra- you know, they're running their cyberpunk trailer, which I think was expected. We were going to see it somewhere here at E3. Yep. Uh, and they're showing all the cool cyberpunk stuff. And you're like, oh, man, yeah. I- I'm interested in this game from these people that made the Witcher here. And then, uh, you know, you, you die or whatever and you take off your sunglasses and the guy turns to you and it's Keanu friggin Reeves, man. <laughs> oh my God. What a reveal. And then he walks out. Oh, so good. So yeah, that kind of got our attention. The internet I, is in love with, uh, Ikumi Nakamura, I think is her name. I saw these memes. It looks good. She's very earnest and like seems genuinely happy, which is unusual in these kinds of like manicured press conferences. (laughs) To be fair, she had one and a half minutes on the stage. I think you would have to be earnest to try and sell your game that no one's heard of before now. Totally. Yeah. Um, And she did Uh, it well. That trailer looked cool. I don't know anything about that game still, despite what that trailer showed. <laughs> At least you don't have to wonder, um, you know, what type of game it is or what no. the strand system means. Yeah. Oh, do, you think, I, do you think we'll see a strand system preview at, at it, E3? In that game? No, not in that game. I'm just saying at E3 in general, we'll... Uh, uh no because Sony's not there. So no, you won't see that game at all. Okay. Okay. We the, Kojima dropped that trailer before this all started off and could just wave at it over there. Look how weird it is. Watch it. Understand literally nothing except that there are some people in it who you've heard of. Right? Some big leaks happen right before people's conferences. Somebody on purpose I would guess and some an accident like the FF7 release date coming at a concert? Yep. It, there's no way that wasn't on purpose. Oh, absolutely. Okay. They should, Square Enix is in control of that concert. They could just not give them the trailer. True. Fair enough. Right? Right. But it, weird that then they they premiered it there. That's pretty unusual. I don't know. I feel like it's a good way to, to build hype going into the press conference today. So yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. There's a date. And, uh yeah, April twentieth next year. So four. Oh, wait, sorry, March March twentieth. Oh okay, I was gonna say so it's four twenty twenty. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh-huh. more suspect. Well, uh, it's still pretty suspect considering it's what half of a game, probably a third. Uh, probably less if you go by the amount of times in the original Final Fantasy VII, uh, Midgar is like the first fifth or less of that game. So they did say that the Midgar story is going to be expanded. I'm sure that it is. So there will be, there will so be more, more to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then does that mean that they need four more games to cover the rest? <laughs> or are they? No, it's just going to be two. They've said it's going to be two. Uh, so it's three games total. No, two discs total. Two discs for this game. 
Uh, I thought it was two installments. Was it two for this game? I don't know. I'm that's what I'm asking. I think that what I saw was that it is two installments. Okay, so this is then the first half of the game. Um, Yeah, if you if it's divided equally in half. Okay, that seems very suspect. As as (laughs) I mean, I guess who knows. As it's, per usual, we're left with less information than we really deserve about Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Uh, <laughs> they actually did do a bunch of uh, details about how the battle system works. Yes, and there's a playable demo on the floor. Really? Starting tomorrow. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the battle system looks like it is a modified version of the one in Final Fantasy 15, which I think people sort of gleaned from looking at it. It has since become the most popular battle system for them, I think. I think a lot of people liked it that played that game, which doesn't include me. Uh, and But there is still an element of the ATB gauge that fills up. There are still menus and commands that you can select while uh, doing the other action combat press square to attack dudes stuff. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I, it's, I don't know. It looked pretty cool. I watched like a minute of that, like five minute trailer or whatever they put up. Um, it looked pretty good in motion. Yeah. So the end of the end of what they showed um, finished with an actual full combat sequence. Um, the opening, the opening fight, um, of Squall and Barrett against the um, I'm going to blank on his name now, but the Scorpion. No, Sorry. no, he meant. I'm, get, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Cloud and Spoilers. Barrett. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, Cloud and Barrett uh, squaring off against the uh, the Scorpion guy machine. from the first reactor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looks good. I don't know. It, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Bring it out. Let's see. Only PS4 announced. No yep. other consoles. Not even just generic PC. Yeah, PS4 but it, only. It, that was the same thing they did with 15, and it took them all of a month, I think, to drop the Steam port. They okay. will. They will not let that cash cow start to drift away. One hopes so. I think the uh, thing I have seen in the past has been uh, like about a year window where they do stuff, and then they bring it to another platform after a year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I hope it's good. Uh, and as Michael alluded to, uh, this is going to interest you directly, I suspect, Andrew. Uh, Squall was at this press conference in this, a... This This is news to me. I... I, I, I I kind of gleaned that they had uh, press conferenced out the FF7 trailer, so I picked that up before we started. Like I said, I was outside making AC units. Squall was there in what capacity? Like real Squall walking around and people were like, haha, cool, that's Squall. Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. Not a remake, but a remaster. Remaster meaning we found PC code or something and we're able to finally port it at higher res? Did they did they get into it or they just said Squall Remaster? Uh, they showed some trailers uh, and it looks like some real nice HD textures and a... Mm, they must have done some more work than that because some of those models look a bit nicer than they did in ye old PS1 days. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Um, but it definitely looks like a, it, it still looks like that game. You know, you're, you're not getting tricked into like, this is HD. It's like, this is like an up PS1 situation, but like very nicely up Okay. What for? What systems? Uh, I didn't catch the whole list. I saw that it said PC generically. PC, um, PS4, Switch, Xbox One. Yes. Those four. Okay, so the place is where it is currently available. I want it on my Switch, but if I have it on my Switch, then I have FF8 and FF12, which means I really need to go get FF10, which I already have on my Vita. And if I get 8, 
and 10 and 12, then I need 9. And then if I get and 9, then I need <laughs> 1 through 7. Yeah, good luck getting 1 through 6. Yeah. On the Switch? Are they in the store? Uh, I thought they said everything except for 8 was headed to the Switch. Uh, of the post-SNES titles. Oh. I don't think they announced anything about the, the first six. Are they on NES Classics? No. Oh, th- uh, three is three on NES is Classic. On okay. SNES Classic. So there's yeah. one. Um, with a little, with a very minor work, you can get the rest of them onto SNES Classic. Yeah, or at least probably, two more of them. It's probably your best move. No, I mean on the, uh, on the Switch NES Classics. Are they on there? No. Mm. Or not yet, I guess. It could show up later. Who knows? Mm. But I think the bigger question is, are they going to make us pay for this game again? Like, I own Final Fantasy VIII on Steam right now. Yes. They're going to make you pay for it again. I agree with you that that is probably (laughs) what they will do. But there's precedent from a lot of other companies for stuff like this to come out for free to current owners. Yeah, pushing the remaster. Are those companies Square Enix? No. Okay. Let's go with But they are but they are big companies like mm-hmm. Bethsaida did it with Skyrim mm-hmm. and 2K did it with BioShock. Mm-hmm. Those are big games. Mm-hmm. Arguably they lost more money because those games are bigger and have in theory bigger audiences than ye old Final Fantasy 8. But who knows. I expect that you're exactly correct, which is too bad. We out here riding donkeys not horses, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well played. Very well done. Uh, I have more. Uh, if going. people, yeah, let's three days. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what else? What else has tickled your fancy so far, JJ? Let's talk about the thing that has tickled my fancy the most for this entire E3, oh and it came out before E3 even started last Thursday. Baldur's Gate Three. Let's go. Okay, so first of all, it sounds like people are mad because you weren't supposed to data mine the page that they were screaming at you to data mine with a bunch of letters on it. Nothing they didn't seem. No one sounded mad about that. Oh, okay. I think people were excited that it was existing and that it was hilarious that they leaked it in. After keeping it secret for so long, (laughs) leaked it in a hilariously bad way. (laughs) It's like an own goal right there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of soccer being on, um, is this better than having another Divinity game? Unclear. And I okay, think... Just for uh, you, then. Yeah, for me, I don't know. I really like Baldur's Gate 2 and Baldur's Gate 1 to a lesser degree. Uh, I mean, those games are maybe some of the like foundational computer rpg games ever some people would say baldur's gate 2 is one of the best games of all time i think those people are probably right uh to make a follow-up to that game 19 years later (laughs) is a pretty bold move in general i would say it's kind of like a blizzard timeline yeah it is it really is uh (laughs) and they had the creative head of current dungeons and dragons out there uh, talking with the leader of Larian Studios, and they put together a very funny community update about how they got the license, and it involved him like stealing the director in an iron flask, and, like <laughs> taking him away to make him explain to him how like mind flayers work and stuff. Um, it was very funny. The trailer is super gross. Uh, so just heads up if people watch the trailer for this, uh, it's kind of nasty. It doesn't really show a lot other than a guy transforming into a mind flare, which it turns out is pretty gross. Yeah, it's uh, they, they show it in all of its detail. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Uh, and they, Larian has promised to do their thing where they publish community update videos like they have been in the past. Um, Larian being the company that makes... Divinity, yeah. Right. Uh, Divinity Original Sin and Original Sin 2, and then going back other Divinity games. So they've put they've put this in the hands of a company with some real pedigree, but a company yeah. that also loves to break D&D games apart in a way, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, D- Original Sin 2 is probably, for my money, the best written RPG that's come out in the last several years. It made, like, a really, really good game. 
Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 was also very good. Different kind of uh, combat style. Also well written, but not quite as good. And the I don't think the combat being different, Pillars of Eternity actually closer to what Baldur's Gate historically has been. Divinity was um, original sin is turn based. So I don't know what they will do here. And I think a lot of people are interested if this will be a real time with pause or a turn based game. And I imagine a lot of people are hoping it's turn based. Baldur's was turn based, so uh, it was real time with pause. Ba- Baldur's one was real time with pause, also. Yep. Hmm. I guess I might be remembering the wrong they, game then. They are all underpin. Or those first two games are all underpinned by Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition, which is all turn based uh, ro- dice roll combat. So, oh yeah, is, all is, dice roll. Is it live action in the way that? Um, wow, that was loud. Uh, is it live action in the way that like Kodor One was live action, where it's not really live action? They're just moving a lot while they roll dice against each other. Yes, pretty much that's what's going on. But also, you know, it also like the rounds and the turns and the attacks and stuff are happening. Um, you know, under the hood, right? There's a lot of uh, you can pause at the end of your round. You can pause uh, when you want to make a decision. Pause when your spell is gone. Your target dies. You take damage. Whatever. You know, there's a lot of ways you can set it up so the game automatically pauses for you so long so that you can redirect your characters to do stuff. But if you just let it go, the battle will just happen as though you're playing an RTS. Fair. Uh, an RTS where your character sucks at hitting things with his sword because he keeps missing all the time because you're a level <laughs> one fighter and you have D8 HP and can't hit. Um, even worse, if you're a wizard, you get D4 and you could have literally one hit point. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't play by core rules, guys. That's the tip for playing Baldur's Gate 2. <laughs> uh, so I think a, a lot of people are really interested in what's going to happen with that, I, or at least I super am. And I honestly don't care. I think Larian is the best studio at this point in the the cycle to have, that could make one of these. Yeah, well, they're set up for it. Uh, totally. Got, uh, the, you know, the, the, the assets alone. Yeah, and the founder even mentioned that uh, he had pitched the idea of making this game back in like 2014 or 2015 to Wizards right after they had released Original Sin 1. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, hmm, nah, we'll see. And then in 2016, right before Original Sin 2 was going to come out, the guy from Wizards called him back and said, hey, you need to fly to Seattle right now. I'm going to try pitching this to the people above me. Do you still want to do it? And he was like, yeah. And so he flew out to Seattle and then they made the deal happen, I guess. Um, the guy described it as a shady fish restaurant, which is like, that's a weird detail to remember. I think they took him <laughs> to some place that's kind of peak Seattle, you know, and then. Uh, yeah, like, uh, what's that place? Pike's. Um, fish market. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was a weird detail to remember. It's like, oh, when we signed this game, we went to this weird fish restaurant. It's like, why are you bringing this up? (laughs) Um, So I don't know. They haven't talked a lot about it. Uh, It is going to be 5th edition D&D, which I think is the first time we have one of those adapted into a computer game. So 5th is the post-card system one. The current one, yeah. Okay, so we're away from card system, which is good. Yes. So the the fourth edition or 4.5, whatever that system ended up at, uh, was probably the last one I ever like looked at very closely. And it was like very almost cooldown based, like okay. MMO style combat where you have a bunch of cards and you could do, oh, I have this action or this action or this action. And you flip it over and it's down for a couple turns <laughs> and you can get it back or whatever. Um. Fifth edition, it sounds like, went back closer to what maybe 3.5 was, but mixed in some new stuff. I'm not very smart about what fifth edition is about, actually, so I'm curious about that. Um, the world needs yeah. more D&D games. Yeah, and I, the, the guys from Wizards were like, this is great for us because we haven't had a big presence in you know games in a long time. Like, really, the last, like, licensed stuff they did has been a lot of those action games. You know, like, right. um, I forget what the names of them were. But the, like, third-person action stuff. And those were okay, you know, like those, like, Lord of the Rings action games and stuff. But, like, they're not 
it's not like a big, huge budget RPG. So I'm super excited to see where it goes. Um, they're saying it takes place like a hundred years after the last one. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty much clean slate to do whatever smart, cool stuff they want. Yep. Uh, they showed a mind flare skyship thing. So that's there's stuff happening. <laughs> the end of this trailer is pretty wild. So yeah, with the the flashes of lightning revealing the army of mind flares. Yeah. So uh, I think it should be cool. I hope it's good. Um, you know, I trust Larry in a lot. I hope they don't abuse my my placement of uh, mm-hmm. faith there. All right. Um, what other stuff has come out that people know about? Well, Square tried to dominate the news. I don't know if you saw the reaction to people uh, and their Avengers game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I watched this like two minutes before we started recording. Um, all right. Yes. Avengers is very on brand for this podcast right now. So mm-hmm. let's let's get in. Yeah. I don't care whether or not they look like the actors personally yeah if you make a I game think, like one of my favorite marvel games was ultimate alliance those guys oh my god that game's like, so good oh nice. so so good and, a- and actually the ultimate alliance games uh by the way are on nintendo switch yes they are uh and ultimate alliance 3 coming out for nintendo, nintendo switch, switch soon. exclusive yep uh i'm actually excited for that game uh but the, the I, cool I have a thing about we're gonna see sorry to interrupt you but i really no. i mean there's gonna be a lot of footage at e3 for ultimate alliance Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this cool, is not the, that. <laughs> no. The cool thing about those games was they did a lot of homages to the comic books yes. and put in like 500 different versions of each character. It's like, oh, you've got Wolverine in this game because, of course, you have Wolverine in this game. It's a video game. They put Wolverine in every video game. And then it's like, oh, okay. But then they have like 16 costumes for Wolverine and they have like different stats and they're different ways to play the same character. Well, and if you if you played two player or, or more players and you picked characters that teamed up in the comics, uh, they would do your team up moves would be yep. the moves from the comics. So like fastball specials. Fastball or, special. Yep. yep. I was just about to bring up fastball <laughs> special. You can literally do it in that game if yep. you have the right characters together and you yep. press the powers button or whatever. Right. So those um, are great. And they don't mimic the movies. And that's maybe because they don't have to because they came out before those movies. But um, the look of it, this square game. It looks like. They wanted it to look like the movies, and then at the last minute couldn't afford it, or Marvel said no, and then they were like, our lawyers say this is exactly different enough that we can't be sued now. (laughs) (laughs) Just enough of a left turn. I thought people were being a little hyperbolic when I saw the the tweets and stuff, and then I watched the trailer, I was like, oh boy, that's gonna flop real hard. I... I'm vaguely interested in the idea of the game. Like sure. I, it look, you watch it removed from the idea of how it looks. You're like, oh, okay, it's like an action game. You run around, you punch people, you do actiony stuff. It looks really nice. It's kind of like an Uncharted or something, except less guns, right? More flying, less guns, right? But it doesn't quite look the way Uncharted looks. And it definitely, <laughs> there's something <laughs> slightly off about everything. It's like it feels like discount store brand everything in some weird way and that's very insulting to the people who i'm sure worked very hard on that game but it just looks a little weird and i agree with you i don't think it has anything to do with the actors likenesses or whatever i don't think that matters at all i just think it's like something about the look you know yeah yeah it's it's like they got the right they were making an off-brand avengers movies and then got got the rights the yeah so they're like okay well we can do the costumes the costumes <laughs> right and maybe it would be better if they just chose other costumes and there were like other costumes and maybe there are even other costumes in the game and it's fine when you see them you know like thor in the um like silver age costume or something and right you get you know iron man in one of his old suits or captain america in the like newer captain america outfit or whatever um, and it wouldn't seem so like off brand, but you're right. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Or, you know, if they had the X-Men in it, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, ultimate Alliance. 
again, right. Just pointing back to why Ultimate Alliance is a great game. The X-Men are in it. You could just have Wolverine and Captain America right there. Right. Yeah. No, uh... Oof. All right, so let's get back into the positive territory. I think there's some people that made a pretty big splash, positively. Uh, Microsoft? Yeah, man. They announced... They're, they're a small company. I know we already talked about Cyberpunk. We're bouncing. Small, indie, small indie developer, Microsoft. We're bouncing around. I mean, Cyberpunk is a Microsoft kind of related thing, right? We, we're... we're, we're Bouncing Cyberpunk's going to come out on everything, I'm sure. But, I know, but I yeah. think they're kind of backing CD Projekt Red for that thing. Um, it, the, it debuted at the Microsoft press conference anyway, so there's yeah. certainly that. Uh, Xbox One's getting console streaming to match the Stadia and probably the PS5. Did they say that it's going to stream two Xbox Ones? Or did they say that Microsoft is doing a streaming thing? From They definitely said that. From your Xbox One to anywhere? Did they say that? Yeah. Was the quote, I think? Yeah. But I've, I, a lot of the places that I have seen reporting on it have left anywhere in quotes. What is anywhere, right? Like, why would I stream that to my PC if so everything on Game Pass is going to be Xbox and PC pretty soon? Jumping the gun on Game Pass, but... Yeah, the thing they definitely showed was someone playing a, uh, what was it, Halo, the new Halo game on, like, a phone bolted to a controller. Yikes. So you, but, like, you know, using the phone as the screen, and it's just like an Xbox controller at that point. Okay. So, that doesn't tell me a whole lot about, like, what I get here. <laughs> Can I just buy the controller and stream it to my TV? Like, do I even need the Xbox? No, you don't need the Xbox because Game Pass is coming to PC. Well, that's, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll leave, I guess we can leave this streaming stuff aside, but, like, I just don't understand what the streaming thing is. I don't understand. Well, but that's a that's a separate, I mean, we can, we can stop for a second and just, I, I can rail on it. I don't understand the streaming thing at all, 100% from any company. We've tried it with OnLive, and that's probably as good as it's ever going to have been. Because Google will try it for two years, and they'll sink a bunch of money into it, and they won't have expanded Fiverr except for Michael's house. Yeah, enough uh, our for- place is actually in disarray because they've been putting in the cables inside starting today. Oh, I'm so jealous. The- I'm I think so jealous. more, there's no, more there's importantly no than pipe that. Pipe-to-pipe that- infrastructure. A lot of people are saying that they've tried these things and they work in their little tests or whatever. I think it will be very telling once it gets out wide and more people try it. And it's like, oh, you know, streaming this thing to my phone when I'm on the Wi-Fi in Starbucks kind of sucks. That's fine. Uh, I, I, and I, like, I would okay. expect it to stink there. But like at home, people are going to be surprised that there's a couple millisecond thing and you miss your jump. Oh, well, they have said that, uh, well, or at least they have shown so far that people have said, yeah, I played Halo, it felt fine, you know, but it's a controlled environment. I can't trust this test. Right? I want to see someone doing it in someone's living room right? in, like, Missouri or something. Yeah, when thousands of other people are also on the system. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay. I don't, the streaming thing wasn't even close to the coolest thing they talked about. Absolutely. The coolest thing was that Game Pass for PC. Yes. All right. Which, okay. Before we go there, I also don't understand a lot of these streaming subscription things because it's like, hey, guys, did you remember renting games? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is renting games. Renting games isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that it is. I just, I, the renting games model sort of went away. I didn't feel that I needed it back. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. I f- <laughs> <laughs> But it is it's great so that they are making... It is kind <laughs> of, right? I tried to talk about this to other people, and they were like, what do you mean? It's so great. They're giving you all these things for free. You just pay the subscription. I'm like, dude, you're literally renting them. As soon as you unsubscribe, they're gone. I, no one will ever understand the genius of True Detective until they start renting games again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink eight Lone Stars the first time I <laughs> sit down to play Halo for $5. No, it... It's very frightening to me, too, that Microsoft is going to push this model, and because they're Microsoft, they're going to do it. 
and do it well and get a lot of games to go along with it. And then you're going to start to see developers go, uh oh, um, where's our cash flow coming from? Is it going to be enough? Has Microsoft seen the future here and they see the collapse of this type of economy of everyone buying games coming because frankly, games are going to need to become more expensive and we can't afford it. And like, you're going to buy four or five games a year because $60 a pop is too much. So, you know, Microsoft fronting a lot of people money and then renting games. Is that a workable model that keeps a lot of companies in business or is it a workable model that puts a lot of companies out of business? But either way, this is the way the future is. I think it's much more likely that the Game Pass version of the service, the download version of a service versus the streaming version, ooh, we're going to be Netflix version, is the likely model going forward. But I don't see the monetary value in it. Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. Renting games didn't salvage that situation. Well, I think yeah. that you're starting to see companies already get on board with the idea. Um, and during their press conference, Ubisoft al- uh, announced their own game subscription service that will launch on Stadia. Oh, I mean, it, we're full balkanization mode here. It's like 100% everyone is dividing the fiefdoms into little, oh, you got your Ubi streaming, you got your Origin streaming, you got... Or sorry, not streaming, but like your little subscription, right? Get your Origin subscription, which has been out for years, by the way. The Microsoft subscription now, you're going to get your Google subscription. You're going to get your this and your that and your other. Just like how you get Netflix and Hulu and uh, HBO and five other ones that you'd also wish you could just buy once. All right. Side so, note, yeah. someone should make a uh, a Risk Game Developers Edition. Oh, this, right. is, this ain't Risk, dude. This is Diplomacy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you uh, go. You got to make your moves in winter. And I think the the stream the um the subscription stuff can make sense in a few cases, right? Like there definitely is a place where, like, hey, I really am only going to play this game one time, and I kind of don't care, and I just want to sub to this for like a month and play the one Halo game or whatever that I want to play, and then unsub and be good. And now I have now played that Halo game, you know, the campaign, right? Because maybe that was all I cared about for ten dollars or whatever the price is is it ten nine yeah five? i think the microsoft yeah, one is ten okay i think they're doing like an introductory deal for five right now or something like that but and that's like okay sure if you are pretty sure you're only going to want to play it once or you want to be able to rent it just like you could at blockbuster right then i guess this makes sense but people buy their games and then just keep them in perpetuity and the price difference isn't that high here i mean microsoft at least you know, if you only want one game, you can buy some of these games for 10 bucks or less. Some of the indie titles are less. And then you get them forever instead of only for that month, you know? Right. I, or, well, digitally forever, who knows? It works for the big people. It works for the ones we mentioned. It works for the people that are able to stake out their own, you know, lands in Eastern Europe or whatever. Uh, but you're going to start to see the tiny guys not know what to do, right? Like the the funding model of Kickstarter, pretty much dead. There's the and new... With, oh, my God. We got... There's a Kickstarter thing, too. Holy smokes. We got to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite dead yet. I mean, it's oh, not, no. It's dead. It's, it's very dead. Yeah. Yeah. Kickstarter model is, is gone. Um, there's the new investor model which is uh i can't remember the name of the company that's doing it but uh fig fig that's right but i don't know where those guys go uh, they, it's not lighting the world on fire i'll tell you that well but you know if you're gonna try and sell a game for 12 dollars, 15 dollars, like an ori even ori had to be backed by microsoft to right. get out there i'm real concerned about small stuff when these new subscriptions drop in and people are thinking well i've already got my Microsoft subscription and I play a game or two a month on that. I can't really, you know. Yeah, well, I already paid 10 bucks to Microsoft a month and I have to buy Xbox Live Gold for my Xbox or, you know, PS4 online, whatever that thing is called, or Switch online, right? And, you know, I only get so much money to buy games. I Can I afford to pay another $15 to buy 
a download of this other game that isn't on my Game Pass when I'm getting like, you know, four games a month for free with my subscription. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the TV conversation in another arena, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. TV sure would be better if I could just buy the channels I wanted and not get all the other garbage. But wouldn't that be great? All those companies have broken, right? They've all AT and T next this time next year will have a streaming subscription plan. Oh yeah, you can pick your channels. So it's I mean that that wall has come down and this one is beginning and. While it may be great on the consumer end, it may eventually limit options if things don't pick up quickly or people don't have the draw, right? Like CBS found they had a draw. They said, you know what? We can bring back a really valuable franchise to bring people to us in a subscription service. And now they have Star Trek streaming, which is basically what CBS All Access is for. Yeah, there's uh, really not. Uh, I guess the Twilight Zone's on there. Twilight Zone, too, right? But. But they made That's their it. nut on on saying we're going to put Star Trek on this, and they got a ton of people to do it. And when they got the subscription numbers back, they said we can make Twilight Zone and more Star Trek. <laughs> uh, yeah, and those are those those markets overlap. It does not like it's a that Venn diagram is very very close to a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's <laughs> like two it's like two ovals very <laughs> mostly intersected. Um. Yeah, it's it, the whole thing is a little worrisome. diagram of people that would subscribe to Game Pass and you know Ubisoft and Steam because eventually Steam and Ep, you know the Epic Store will be like, ooh, we got to catch up here. It's fine, Andy. They're all going to launch through my GOG Galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your launcher, launcher, your yep. launcher, launcher, where you can subscribe separately to all the services for a one dollar transaction fee. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, speaking of Epic, are you guys excited to play Shenmue Three on the Epic Store exclusively? Ooh, didn't play Shenmue Two. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, kind of don't care about that. Um, but pretty jerk move of them, considering they promised everyone Steam keys, uh, and now are taking it to Epic exclusively. Well, if you already uh, have your Steam key, do you get it, or do you just... Oh, you don't... There key? are no keys for anything yet. It's not out. Yeah, I haven't even given them out. Okay. So you just get an Epic key now. Uh, people that requested refunds were told no. And cool. the Epic Store continues to prove they don't actually believe the things they said about fighting the man. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty lame. It's That's might be the lamest move I've heard so far from the Epic Store. Oh, they've done this with several Kickstarters. Uh, there was the Phoenix Point Kickstarter, which was uh, the guy who made XCOM, one of the guys, uh, Julian Gollop, I think is his name. I think so this so. would be what you were alluding to Anybody? that has now murdered the Kickstarter model. Yes. And so the, basically I'm saying that uh, Epic has come in and bought up a bunch of the Kickstarters to release exclusively on their platform despite the fact that all of them had promised Steam keys explicitly in the text, uh, and then they removed all references to those and made them Epic exclusive, and all their backers are pissed. And now no one is going to trust anything anyone says in a Kickstarter, because you're just going to be like, nah, we're going to go over here later. We're gonna... Now it's going to be streaming exclusive. Sorry. Man. Like, they Man. could just do it. And so now there's there's no faith in the system, so the, the system is gone, right? Yeah. I... Wow. Because... Kickstarter gave us things like Battletech, but at the same time, I'm not willing to do it anymore. Not at all. Right before the game was going to redeem all of Kickstarter's Bloodstained, about to come out, they're like, no, we're going to throw the whole thing in the fire. Come on, guys. <laughs> yep. Oh. Bloodstained not doing that, thankfully. Yes. <laughs> we this missed the Halo stuff. Yeah. Halo is going to be coming to everything. We already knew it was coming to PC. We talked a lot about that Master Chief collection, but also they, they announced. Pass? Yeah, all of the. Uh, so it seems like they're breaking it up. It's the Master Chief collection, but it's like, hey, individual episodes of the Master Chief collection. Right. Right. Uh, they're starting with Reach, so maybe they're going in timeline order here, I guess. That'd be cool. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice, but yeah. Is that the first one in the timeline? Uh, yes, Reach would be the earliest in the timeline. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and that will be on PC for nine ninety nine. 
as will Halos 1 through 4 following on from that. Uh, and then Halo ODST will be $5. As much so, as we, I laugh at Microsoft, I did own Xboxes, uh, and Gears was good. I enjoyed that other people enjoyed it, and I liked playing games with them, but I wouldn't go out of my way to play it again. For some reason, despite the fact that those stories are ridiculous, the Halo games do actually stick with you, and some of their their single-player campaigns are quite fun. They're all going to be on that subscription service. Hooray. Yeah, to be able to, to, but to be able to get all of the games for less than the cost of one of the original, that's uh, yeah. a pretty good deal. Even you the, know, even this much later, I thought the pricing was very cagey because it's like even if you, you know, a lot of people, I guess, didn't like ODST as much as the other quote main quote it's too bad games. ODST might be the best one. Which I yeah, I don't know that I agree with that necessarily, but it sounds like it's a an opinion that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can get all of those games for what I did fifty five dollars essentially, right? Yeah, right. new new games are sixty or fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. Well, uh, and in theory, if it's like the Master Chief Collection, where you can just like launch into the various ones and the multiplayer and stuff, uh, that would be very cool to have all that available on PC. The only question I have is like. If I'm playing on Steam, can I play against a guy on the Microsoft Store? Oh, God. Who knows? But I am staring at the list of games coming out on Xbox for PC, Xbox Game yeah. Pass for, for PC, and it is massive. It's a long list. Yeah, it is. It even and includes Brothers. That's cool. Which also is now out for Switch, by the way. People should play that game. Uh, Brothers Tale of Two Sons, very correct, good game. Correct, yeah. There's it's tons of stuff on there. I saw um, Valkyria Chronicles is on that list. Hey, all, that game's great. People should play gears, that game. All the Gears stuff? Yeah. Wolfenstein? So, you know, uh, it's the a long, one. long list all out there. All those banner sagas? Also good games. Uh, Slay the Spire? Also on Switch. Sea of Thieves? You will like that a lot. Ori? The new Ori, I think, also. Uh, Yeah, the new Ori will launch there eventually. Yep, that has Uh, a date. Into the Breach. Oh, yeah, Into the Breach. What is the date on that new Ori? Uh, It is February 11, 2020. Yeah, I don't know about this, man. $10 a month to play all this stuff is a fantastic deal, but how are they going to pay people? I don't get it. Uh, so typically the way these kind of services have worked in the, like, you're subscribed to PlayStation Network or you're subscribed to Xbox Gold or whatever and you get free games, you know, because they do that. They've done that for quite a while, right? All these consoles have given away games every month for mm-hmm. subscribing to their network thing. Uh, my understanding about the way this works, and to be clear, I'm not a business guy. I don't have any inside information here, but it's the number of downloads of those games. Okay. That cost is then paid some amount of money is paid per download to the people who made the game by the platform holder. Wow. I don't know how that works, but it's like with this one is especially weird because it, because it's a subscription service. Is it every time you download it? Can I just sit there and download the game over and over and over <laughs> to like pay my favorite developer? <laughs> You know, like I really want to give Sega a lot of money, so I'm just going to download Valkyria Chronicles like 50 One times. Per user per month, maybe. Maybe. It, who knows? There's probably a whole bunch of legal stuff behind it, but it, it's something re- like that. We're like, hey, if people are actually using it or downloading it or, or whatever, then they get paid in some fashion. Who knows if it's 100% of a full sale or whatever, or there's some kind of, you know, hey, you get dollars per the X hundred thousand or whatever. Who knows? Oh, so you would like to leak your company's contract with Microsoft? Dude, yes, please actually send us that. I would love to know. Yeah. Podcast at WeWereGamers.com. Oh, Very two, serious. We got we to do other stuff. There's still two huge things I got to ask you about. Yeah. Go for it. Fantasy Star Online 2. Dude, the biggest what moment. Free to play. That, that game is old and has been out in Japan for like five or six years. Free to play. It was free to play there. I know, but... Why? Why are they doing this? Because you can have a Dreamcast on your PC now. 
just what I always wanted. All right. Okay. I mean, that's that's a modern game. It came out on like PS3s or something. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm weird. That, that's about the reaction I expected. So the so real weird. the real big thing, um, Elden Ring. Yeah. You didn't see a lot of this game. Okay. But um I like from software games. I like I had uh Miyazaki is his name, but he's not the Miyazaki you're thinking of. Nope. It's um Hidetaka uh, Miyazaki. Taka. Yeah. Yeah. And he you know, he's president of FromSoft, but he's working on it directly. And you talk about Sekiro and uh Yeah. He directed that game. Yep. And in partnership with <laughs> George R. R. Martin, which they put on the screen. I should so be excited it, about this. So the game's going to be impossible and you're not actually going to get all of it. You'll die. <laughs> You'll die at the end. You'll die at the end. Or in the middle or the beginning and then just watch the rest of it happen. You'll die five sevenths of the way through. The thing that I saw was that, oh, good, this is another thing he was doing besides writing the book that people <laughs> want him to write. Oh. And that's very uncharitable, but also it's write true. the book, George. A little bit true. <laughs> Please write the book. Um, George, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, we were gamers. <laughs> um, but you have I don't know. I want it to be good. I, I saw the trailer. It looks good. Elden Ring, right? Elden Ring is the name? Yes. E-L-D-E-N. Weird word. Ring. Yeah. Um, I want it to be good. I like From stuff. I'll probably try it out. We'll see. I can't. They didn't show any gameplay. I don't know what else to say about it. I want to know how much... So, he's a very Western writer, in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. And those FromSoft games are very Japanese sometimes. Very Eastern, yeah. Um, Did they just bring him in for a... Did they just bring him in for a consult and then they put his name on the front of the box? They just, like, they put up how, a gigantic, how involved was he, right? Yeah, they put up a gigantic dartboard and they're like, kill half these characters, George. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow. But, you know, who knows? I, I will say that actual storytelling in those Dark Souls and FromSoft games usually isn't great. Mm-hmm. Because they, they love to do the, like, ooh, read all the item descriptions and, like, figure out what was going on. Well, no, you don't figure out what was going on. What they do is a lot of world building, and then there is no plot. Right. Yeah. Why? So maybe he I'm came... Doing? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Go over there, there's a boss. Uh, Maybe if he just came in and was like, guys, what if we have a plot? <laughs> we should do a FromSoft narrative game. Yeah. I mean, that's what Sekiro was. There was very directly a plot in Sekiro. Mm-hmm. They're ready. They're primed. Yeah. I want it to be good. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I I feel like a lot of Microsoft's press conference in general was like, man, I want that to be good. We'll see. Because they showed a lot of trailers. They didn't show, like, gameplay of almost anything. It was like, here's a cool CG trailer for Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk. I mean, I could show just me the game over and over again. I don't care. I could just yeah. watch the part where Keanu introduces it over and over, actually. Yeah. Like, look at this. Just interacting <laughs> interacting with the crowd. Um, uh, I saw an article that said CD Projekt Red is giving the guy that heckled him with the You're Gorgeous a free copy of the game. <laughs> Good for him. Props to that guy. Yes. Yeah. You memed our conference into popularity. You get a free copy of the game. <laughs> That's the correct way to handle <laughs> yes. being memed on. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order showed some stuff. Yeah, how do we yeah. feel about Star Wars, y'all? I'm I'm still cautiously excited for this game. I'm not cautiously excited for the way that the people that are making it are treating the game, but it looks good. I yeah, the game looked good. Mm-hmm. Are we worried about monetization, Andrew? I'm extremely worried about monetization. Mon- oh God. Yeah, the heat's getting to me. Didn't didn't EA already announce there wasn't going to be any in this game after the debacle that was the last one? They specifically yeah. said no loot boxes and no pay to win in this game. But it's a single player game, so what could what don't we know? Right. The yeah. thing is that we don't know a lot and there's like 
the system of of the game is kind of almost Metroidvania 3D. So he's um I can't remember his name now. The dude that's the director for this game has a really long Stig Asmussen. Um yeah. keep was talking about it a little bit and it sounds like you go planet to planet very much in the BioWare style uh story building way. But each planet gives you abilities um, and more stuff to unlock. And I have this feeling that it'll be like, here's the base story. Now, if you want the tier two planets, it's another five ninety nine. I mean, as long as if if it is true, I mean, Mass Effect kind of worked that way. And those games were perfectly fine. And Mass Effect 2, even and Mass Effect 3 with the hubbub over that game uh you flew around you could do the missions in any order that's not that bad the problem is that ea has literally no no one has any faith in ea to do this correctly at this point yeah yikes i don't know i want it to be good it looked okay i i mean yeah it looked very god of war in its combat you know yeah like Mm -hmm. very uh not what is that's bullet times the wrong phrase uh at reaction event yeah it timing. looked a lot like some of those older star wars uh like third person action games like force unleashed and stuff where you could like throw your lightsaber and you push guys and the whole thing except right. the graphics are way nicer and it looked less bad than those so we've done that before and i want to know what here is new and how they're going to avoid monetizing a single player game that is about travel and upgrading and unlocking stuff, right? Like it, it's almost as if it's built in to be ready to be monetized in the way that they describe it. Yeah, but maybe it's know, just man. the fear. Maybe you know, you know, maybe it's just the fear. And they put out a really for- long gameplay demo. It's like a fourteen-minute video of that yeah. game being played, so yeah. people want to see it. It's, it's just, out there. Just, just jonesing for a Star Wars game because if. If you fell off like me of the Bioware MMO and you don't pay, play Battlefront, what have you had for the last 10 years? A lot of spare time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to play other games, I guess, but <laughs> Star Wars is beloved, especially in the game space, because they made great Star Wars games for a long time at LucasArts anyway. So, All right. Anything left? Or are we going to have to wait and do another E3 pod next week? We got a couple more days worth of pressers coming, including Nintendo tomorrow. Oh, man. I yeah. can't believe we have to do this before Nintendo goes. We're going to have to do a whole Nintendo one. Maybe. I really hope we do, because there's so much cool stuff. They showed um, some of the Mario Maker 2 stuff in that little challenge or whatever it was, invitation. Oh, the thing. Nintendo World Championships? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They- uh, I think the thing they showed the most is that, hey, no one there played a lot of 3D World. Yeah. Yeah, turns out. Struggles. differently. <laughs> okay, so okay. Um, I would have to say the thing I'm most looking forward to would be Ultimate Alliance 3 footage. A lot of it. There will definitely get some of that for sure. Um, um, Mine is probably still a bit of a pipe dream, but I am hoping for some sort of Metroid news tomorrow out of <laughs> yeah, Nintendo. Right. Ooh, no, man. Yeah. that would be good. But I, I'm in for it. No, don't get me yeah, wrong. But the, like, the fact that they they scrapped it and had to go back to the drawing board makes me think it'll be next year yeah, at the be, earliest. I have a feeling there might be a 50 percent chance that they say, "Well, you know, we were going to try and build the hype by putting the trilogy out at around the same time, but we're going to have to just put the trilogy out this year, and then we do get some Metroid news, Prime trilogy." For I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess nothing there. I, That's my guess. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm done, man. Baldur's Gate was my thing. There's nothing else they could <laughs> they already got cooler you. than that. Yeah. Top of the mountain. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I want more info about cyberpunk. It seems like that's going to be there in a more playable way. So I want to, I want to see video of someone playing it for real. Right on. Well, if you have wishes, wants, needs, or things that you are really upset we didn't talk about from E3, we're in a reminder that we recorded this early in E3 and then we'll do another one after you would send that to podcast at wewergamers.com go check also, out our youtube where we were 
we'll have that streaming video by the time you hear this. And uh, hit us up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find fine podcasts. Also, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at We Were Gamers on there. Check us out. Subscribe to our YouTube for sure. Did you guys see the score of this game? Yes. The Warriors managed to steal one. My God. Kevin Durant re-injured himself. It's over. I don't think it's over because um, they've proven that... I, I gotta run, though. Yeah, yeah. Later, guys. He, they often actually are have a better record when Steph Curry plays without KD the whole game. I have seen that stat. They, sh- they played it... They put it up right before game one. Yeah.